What is your greatest desire in life? For some of you, that may be very obvious. You know right off the top of your head what your greatest desire is. For others, it may take you a little bit to think, what is actually my greatest desire? A lot of people will say that they desire fame, money, comfortable, just being comfortable, a happy family life, um, happiness, sex, or whatever it may be. It, there's a lot of things that people desire. There's a lot of things that people claim is their greatest desire. And whether or not it is their greatest desire, who knows? Except for maybe them. So that is the question. What is your greatest desire? And there's many desires to pick from for most people. But another question is, do you desire God? Do you desire him to exist? Do you desire to have a relationship with God? Do you desire any sort of desire for God? Some people will say yes. Some people will say no. Some people probably don't even know if they ever think about God. But some philosophers may argue that actually there is an innate desire for God within human beings. Philosophers who propose that there's a desire for God, which then will inevitably lead to um, a proof for God's existence, argue that a lot of people say that there's nothing in this world that can satisfy them. They aren't happy with how things are. They can't find satisfaction in this world. And everything they try, everything that should bring them money, hasn't. And a lot of times you can chalk this up to like this sort of experiences that rich, famous people have, where in essence, they have everything you could possibly wish for in life, um, and they are still miserable. They're still unhappy and express dissatisfaction, and they're jaded because nothing has ever satisfied their longings. And I personally have run into people like this who claim that they aren't satisfied, or at least they weren't satisfied for a long period of time um, before maybe finding religion in a lot of cases, is people that will express something like this. There's also people who will express that they were they lacked satisfaction in life until they found something else. So I've run to people who have either claimed to once upon a time lack satisfaction with life and desire something more than this world has to offer, or um, people who still are going through that. And this desire for more than what the world has to offer, or this lack of satisfaction with what the world um, delivers, or just the, this feeling that there's more, that I could be doing more, or whatever it is, a lot of times, Philosophers, well, I mean, there's a lot of philosophers out there who will say that that indicates that you are desiring for something greater than this world. And that inevitably leads to an argument for God's existence. C.S. Lewis famously quoted in his book, Mere Christianity, Creatures are not born with desires unless satisfaction for these desires exist. A baby feels hunger. Well, there's such a thing as food. A duckling wants to swim. Well, there's such a thing as water. Men feel sexual desire. Well, there's such a thing as sex. If I find myself a desire which no experience in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that I was made for another world. And that sort of sentiment will carry over into a one, two, three, four step argument that also argues that desire for something greater than this world is proof of God. And the argument goes something like this. That was C.S. Lewis's more, I guess you could say, poetic way of putting it. But here's a straightforward four point way of the argument. Number one. Every natural innate desire in us corresponds to some real object that can satisfy that desire. Number two, but there exists in us a desire which nothing in time, nothing on earth, nothing, no creature can satisfy. Number three, therefore there must exist something more than time, earth, and creatures which can satisfy this desire. Number four, this something is what people call God and life with God forever. And to some people, this makes perfect sense, especially people, as I already mentioned earlier, who have religious experiences 
and claim that before these religious experiences, they were incomplete. They felt unsatisfied with life and they were looking for more. And now they found some sort of religion or belief system and they feel like they have found that missing piece that they were always looking for. There's other people who will disagree with this argument and find it wanting. And a lot of times this argument will hinge on personal experience. So I have met people who have claimed without religion or as atheists or whatever that they are satisfied with life. They aren't wanting more. They aren't longing for God. Actually, they may even outright say they do not want God to exist. So obviously the first objection to this sort of argument is that not everyone desires to be with God. That everyone desires something beyond this world or there's just people out there who are satisfied with life. Now, this may seem like a clear defense for a rebuttal, but as C.S. Lewis said, the existence of a desire is all you really need. Just because not everyone experiences this desire does not mean there isn't a such thing as God. So, for instance, there are people who have the inability to experience sexual desire due to multiple reasons and multiple causes with normally hormonal fluctions and things like that. But there are people out there who do genuinely desire sex. And because there are a few handful of people out there who do actually have that desire, there is a natural fulfiller of that desire in the world. And if you're basing on the premise one, that every innate desire has something that can fulfill it, then it would make sense that even if, if even one person has an innate desire for God, that there is there must be something then that can fulfill it, which would be God. So it doesn't matter if everyone experiences it or only a handful of people experience that desire if the genuine desire for something beyond this earth exists and premise one stands to be true then it doesn't matter that must then be there must be a god out there but that begs the question obviously is premise one actually true is it true that every innate desire has something that can fulfill it and obviously this cannot be proven through some sort of logical deduction there isn't some sort of way you can get people into a logical fallacy by proposing an argument on the basis of desire. But this this first premise is based on just experience. So everyone can pretty much think of every physical desire they ever had and know that there is some sort of satisfaction for that desire out there. Hunger comes with food, thirst comes with water, sex drive comes with sex. And there's just, you know, there's all these physical desires that we have and we can pretty much point to a solution. There's not many desires that we have that we can't point out a solution. We may not be able to access that solution. We might not have, uh, we can't, might not be able to find it. So like someone who's homeless might not be able to find shelter, but they at least know shelter exists and they have a desire for it. So as far as that goes, that first premise is based on personal experience and not as much as a philosophical logical deduction. But we can trust with good faith, for the most part, that premise one stands to be true, that most innate desires have something that can fulfill it. Ultimately, though, when it comes down to this sort of desire that's being explained by C.S. Lewis and other philosophers, is, is this actually a desire for something beyond this world? And again, this is something that's really difficult to prove. It may feel like you want something beyond this world, because everything so far you tried within this world doesn't seem to be satisfying you but perhaps you haven't found the right thing yet. Presumably, you could, you didn't test everything in the world out there. You haven't tested every sort of human experience. You haven't tested every sort of physical thing. You haven't take, taken every sort of medicine or medication. So you may not actually know what you need. You may have a desire that you don't know how to fulfill. It doesn't mean that you need to point to God now. It just means that you're ignorant to the solution. Or, in another way, your desire may be a desire for happiness and satisfaction, which are things that we do know exist. So you, we know that if you have a desire for satisfaction, that means satisfaction exists. If you have a desire for happiness, that means happiness exists. 
And people may fluctuate in and out of this. You may People may desire satisfaction and experience it for a little bit of time, and then it goes away, and then they experience it again. This is much like other desires. So, for instance, a desire for food, um, because a desire for food uh, we call hunger, you may fulfill that desire with food, and you're full, and you don't have the desire for food anymore, but eventually it comes back. Likewise, people may experience satisfaction, have a desire for it, but that satisfaction may wear off, and then may have a desire for it, and then it returns, and so forth. So it is hard to prove that this lack of satisfaction with this world or this feeling that there may be something out there beyond this world that can fulfill people, it may just be a cause of something else that they haven't found within the world. It's hard to actually say this is a direct correlation to God. So for that reason, the middle portion of that argument is very hard to defend and very hard to protect against rebuttals. So because the argument is so dependent on personal experience and is very hard to logically deduce and actually prove with, I would say, really strong, overwhelming evidence, this isn't the best argument for God's existence. It falls short. It simply is very assuming. It it has to assume a lot of things within the argument. It has to assume, one, that every desire has a fulfiller. Two, it has to assume that when people are unsatisfied with life, that there is nothing in the world at all that can fulfill it. Three, it must assume that this desire isn't for something that's that may be a immaterial experience, but not necessarily directly correlated with God, such as satisfaction, happiness, or love, or whatever. So it is very hard to pinpoint this argument and actually make it robust. So for that reason, I don't find it a very compelling argument for the existence of God. And I think it is rather weak. But you can let me know in the comment section below if you agree or not. And let me know your thoughts on the argument from desire. And as always, if you enjoyed this video, leave a like, subscribe, and let me know what you thought. So thank you everyone for listening. And as always, go out there and light the world, my friends.